Welcome everyone to episode 18 of the Robin Dunn Podcast. Uh, today's guest is uh, Ishmael Madney, who is back uh, almost one year to the day since we last talked on the podcast to preview the Capitals playoff uh, matchup with Toronto and probably discuss a little bit of the other NHL playoff matchups. How are you doing, Ish? I'm excellent tonight, and hopefully not just Toronto, but a long run to Stanley Cup glory. So uh, I've got my, uh, as we were discussing earlier today, I have my positive thinking hat on this year. Again, I feel more confident than I did last year, so I'm definitely uh, excited about what's going to happen. Although, um, just in as for reference, for when we're starting this, I see Pittsburgh is up three nothing on Columbus after the second period. Yeah, and the Rangers are up one zero on Montreal in the third, with less than eight minutes left. So yeah. it's been a, I guess the Metro this year is really really good. So uh, yeah, so let's uh, I guess talk about the Capitals who uh, finished uh, with a uh, hundred eighteen points and the Maple Leaves. Uh, who have, I guess, the wild card slot to uh, slot uh, finishing with 95 points. Uh, I guess, but before we get to that, let, let, give me your thoughts on uh, this past season and how it compares to, I guess, past President's Cup's uh, Capitals teams from 2009, 10, and last year's uh, Capitals team that won the President's Cup. I think one thing we have to do is actually acknowledge just what an accomplishment that was. Granted, it's meaningless overall in the big picture with winning championships, but going through that buzzsaw of a division, doing it again this year, Pittsburgh was a great team this year. Columbus was a great team. The Rangers had over 100 points this year. This was no cakewalk. So we have to give credit to this team for what it accomplished. And how it accomplished it. it, if you recall, it didn't start off that great. November was tough. Uh, the team just looked slow and out of sync. And you could start to see the ramp up in December. And then uh, we really saw them turn it on in January. Some big wins uh, that I remember over the Kings. Uh, 5-0, I believe, over the Blackhawks, a blowout win. It just seemed for a time there, there were multiple blowouts. So to be fair, I would say one we're probably underrating this team. And when you compare it to other other teams that the Caps have had where they've won the President's Cup or the President's Trophy, whatever it is, the best, let's say the most points in the NHL. Uh, in the 09-10 team, this is definitely better than. I think that team, we all knew had weaknesses, but it was a scoring machine. They scored over 300 goals that year. However, when you look at that blue line, it's not a great blue line when you've got Mike Green on there getting big minutes and guys like Sean Morrison still around. Uh, It was not very deep at all. Tom Pody was still uh, around on that squad. John Carlson was a rookie in his uh, first playoff series there against Montreal. So there, there certainly wasn't that type of depth. And even down the middle, you, know, you look at that roster, uh, you don't have the center depth on that team like you have now. So I think uh, there's some real differences there. Uh, the team last year compared to this year, I think uh, the trade 
that McClellan made for Shattenkirk was huge. And we're not seeing, we see the results, but we don't quite understand it yet, just how critical that is. There are now three legitimate defensive pairings the Caps had. I'd argue last year, in particular against Pittsburgh, you had two quality pairings and then one weak pairing, especially with Alzenar being slowed down and Orpik being suspended. There are some real issues on the back line. I don't think the third line was as good last year as it is uh, this year. Lars Eller has certainly made a difference. How about Brett Connolly? Yeah. Uh, you know, salvaging his career. Yeah, I mean, he was a high draft pick. I think the sixth, mm-hmm. fifth, uh, sixth pick by Tampa like a few years ago, and he just, you know, I guess a lot of people said he was disappointing. and I mean, he was with Boston last year. They didn't re-sign him, and somehow the Caps got a steal uh, for him this year. I think it's just a one-year contract. Um, but, you know, he had a career uh, high in goals scored, and he's been pretty good, kind of stabilized the line he's been on. Um, I think it was the third line with uh, Barakowski and uh, Eller, right? Is that correct? Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. What a what a find! Uh, you have to give McClellan a lot of credit. He's uh, he's been a real nice addition to this team. Uh, but again, when we when we do a real comparison with uh, this team and let's say that 09-2010 team, you know, McPhee made those moves at the trade deadline, bringing in Joe Corvo and bringing in Ballinger. Uh, you recall some of those old names there. And it just, that team just doesn't seem to stack up. You know, Mike Newble was terrific on the first line there, but, I mean, I'll take TJ Oshie any day yeah. over him. Uh, you, you, Tyler Sloan was contributing on defense. Uh, if you remember, his nickname was Tyler Effing Sloan because he just blew everything. I and mean, even in that, I, I, I shouldn't even overlook Having Braden Holpe, who has one of the highest save percentages in the playoffs of all time, and who now, I believe, has 47 playoff games under his belt, compared with the combo of Arlamov and Theodore. And I think you recall all the issues and all the concerns we'd have with the goaltending going in. So again, a great scoring team, and they were fun to watch. And now looking back, we can see... Uh, the types of holes in the lineup compared to now. Brendan Morrison was your second line center. He yeah. was fine. He was fine. But, you know, when you uh, can have uh, Kuznetsov as your second line and Lars Eller as your third line, Matty Perot, remember him? Little guy and uh, can make things happen. There, yeah. He was contributing. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking at the roster now. Again, incredible team, fun to watch, and 313 goals, but they gave up 227 goals yeah. that year, whereas this team this year gave up under uh, 100 goals. I think, uh, uh, I guess this year's Or, excuse team, me, 100, 200 goals. Apologize. I, I think this year's team, I think, is second or first in allowing the least, most goal, uh, least goals in the league in terms of mm-hmm. average, and they're in the top three in terms of scoring. So there's a nice balance i guess like you yeah up where they're good on offense and they're good on defense absolutely so. yeah they just uh they did have the fewest goals against which is critical so holpe and uh 
company get the Jennings Trophy. So congratulations to them. I believe the first time since the 80s the franchise has won that. Yeah. Uh, whereas the 2009-2010 team, again, was middle of the pack in goals against 16. Yeah, yeah. So certainly there were issues there. And you know what's interesting, though? That 2010 team is when we – and I know we had a debate about the advanced stats today. But we actually look at the advanced statistics of game five, six, and seven. The, the Caps tilted the ice and were dominant in their coursey and shot attempts. And that uh, – we, we both hate the – thought of a hot goalie but that really was the hot goal i mean series. one of those games i think uh halak stopped like 50 plus shots i mean the yeah, gaps just yeah. 50 plus shots is like unusually high in the playoffs that, like that game six in particular was something else and the caps lost it four to one but yeah absolutely it's uh, looking back it's just like what in god's name happened yeah. and uh sometimes you get halak right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we kind of got revenge on him, I think, a couple years ago when we played the Islanders, and he's their goalie, and we finally got over the Halak comp, so to speak. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, although that season, they didn't go to the Cup, Stanley Cup or even the Conference Final, but it was kind of like a weight was lift off our shoulders. I kind of remember that series against the Islanders. Yeah, yeah, no, it's just, um, it's real interesting to look back on that 2010 team, because I know I felt very confident about that team, but not great, if that makes sense. It's, it's tough to say. It's like, well, against anyone in the league, they can definitely take them. But, gosh, there's some holes in this lineup. Uh, maybe they're not quite ready yet. Uh, and, and it really sucked. I think we remember that Game 7 in uh, April at Verizon Center, and... It just it was a complete debacle. Oh, yeah, like I, penalty I, and oh goodness. yeah, I was there with uh, our mutual friend Anthony. Um, you know, at the time, you know, he had gotten tickets somehow and uh, asked me to go. And I'm like, I don't know, man. I have a bad feeling about Game Seven and Game Seven at Horizon Center with the Capitals and just with the history. And sure mm-hmm. enough, we go and uh, they lose two to one, if I recall. If the, the, if yep, I recall it was two to one. So and looking it, at this, that game six, the Capitals had 54 shots on net and only allowed 22 shots yeah. on net and lost four to one. Yeah, that's just absurd. Um, <laughs> like, I, I mean, yeah, I know we had the argument earlier today about, I guess, advanced stats, and I kind of mentioned it's not just stats only. I mean, you got weird-ass shit, like, you know, like you a hot goalie stopping mm-hmm. 50-plus shots somehow, like, just absurd. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm one of those, though. This team, my opinion, there shouldn't be a hot goalie. Um, and one other interesting thing, looking at the Caps 2010 team, they had the lowest strength of schedule rating uh, in the NHL that year, whereas this Caps team, mid, mid-range, mid even with the division, um, but certainly their strength of schedule rating uh, is average compared to the just... And they were in the Southeast at the time. Remember, yeah. that division was horrible. Tampa sucked. Yeah. Carolina sucked. The Panthers sucked. I mean, it was a cakewalk of a division where the Capitals really had to beat some teams this year uh, in this division 
to yeah. uh, to actually win it. Uh, the Penguins this year weren't uh, the slow starters. They were there the entire year. Last year, the Penguins were awful until January. Yeah, they fired their coach, and then mm-hmm. they brought in uh, the current coach and yep. just kind of pulled it off. Um, yeah. And, then, and they made uh, some trades, too. I think they, they kind of have brought in some reinforcements for their third and fourth lines. If yep. I recall, I forget the what players, but I just kind of yep. remember those trades happening. Carl Haglin and yeah. then Phil Kessel finally got integrated. So the Penguins started off on just where they left off last year. Um, so the Caps had that challenge. And then Columbus, if you recall, there was a time where Columbus had won 15 straight games earlier this year, and they came to D.C., and uh, the Caps said, uh-uh, this ends tonight. Yeah, I so, mean, I remember the hype for that game. Uh, people were saying, well, Columbus beats Washington this on this Thursday night game. They can break the record on Saturday, and just people kept mm-hmm. talking about that. Didn't really give Washington much like talk and discussion. And Washington comes out and beats them like 5-0 or something like that and just kind of... Yeah. Just, yeah, that you know, it seemed like the team was angry. I remember what, that game specifically this season. Like they just came out and just that was probably one of the best games they played this year. Like they were kind of upset. It seemed they were angry that they were being discounted. You know, like kind of like the underdog mentality that I've kind of talked brought up to you before. And, um, I agree, and yeah. I think a few days later they beat the Penguins five to two. Um, and then that's when the shutout streak started happening. They shut out the Blackhawks six yeah. nothing. They shut out the Flyers five nothing. They had that crazy game in Pittsburgh, that eight seven game that was yeah, just out was, of control. Or Martin, or Martin Luther King Day, yeah, that yeah. was kind of it. Kind of broke was, the streak. Yeah, it was absurd. that was something else. Yeah, but then still got seven goals against uh, the Blues, and then later on would beat the Kings five nothing. Uh, took out Boston. And you look at them, actually, this year against playoff teams. They really held their own against the Rangers, beat them in New York 4-1, to and then beat them recently 2 nothing. Held their own against uh, Columbus, certainly. Held their own against Pittsburgh. Dominated Boston. So, uh, you know, there's some good omens there with uh, the teams they've beaten. Montreal, they played solid against. They struggled against Toronto in that first matchup in November. Yeah. But uh, I would... I'd almost discount that to November. It's it's really tough to say, you know, is the, this isn't yeah. this seems different from the team in November. Well, the um, thing also, too, is I think the game in the second game in January, Toronto is actually up a lot where they chase Hopi out the game. They put in, uh, uh, what's his face? Um, Grubauer. Grubauer. And then they come yeah. back and win that game. And then the third, uh, I guess, final matchup, I think, in March – the Caps kind of blow them out four to one in DC. Yeah. Um, well, what's what's interesting with Toronto and you know just kind of shifting with that series there is, I mean the Maple Leafs. That's kind of typical of their mo. I mean, you look at some of their uh, statistics there. They gave up two hundred and forty two goals. Yeah. That's twenty second. They only they scored fewer goals than the Capitals. Two hundred and fifty one. They were fifth. And there isn't a big difference, but for all the hype they get about their speed and creativity and their young guns, the Capitals were just methodically better on both ends. But that that defensive ranking there is just the that's that's where this team is really gonna have issues, the Maple Leafs against the Caps. They yeah. have 
Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you on that because uh, that last game they played uh, in Toronto, um, they the Caps, you know, they stuck to their defensive strategy and they just kind of shut them down pretty much the whole, the majority of the game until like the end where they got like a goal. But, yep. it, you know, it was like they, Ovechkin was like all over the ice just hitting people like on the boards, just like. You know, and the people at the time were talking about, oh, this could be like a playoff matchup because, you know, Toronto was going from the third in the Atlantic with Boston to the final wild card spot. You know, they were kind of shifting positions with them the past two weeks. Uh, yeah, that game happened, I think, in early April in Toronto. So yep. it was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was just a, a few weeks ago. And that, that was actually quite a dominant win when you really look at that. Um, down the line. And again, there's there's some good guys on this team, clearly. I mean, this is going to be a fun team to watch, and you could almost say uh, there's going to be a little revival in the hockey superstardom in Canada between um, McDavid out in Edmonton. Edmonton and Matthews in Toronto. And good for, good for those franchises, getting those types of franchise players. Uh, but I think Matthews being 19, Nylander 20, Marner 20. Those are their three studs yeah. uh, that you can say. that Those are some young guys there. This will be their first playoff uh, appearance. And they aren't exactly big guys. Either. This is We both know this is a fast team. Uh, you know, James Van Riemsdyk, he's always been a nice player. Kadri's been a nice player. And you have you know, Matthews with 40 goals, Kadri with 32, Nylander had 20, Van Riemsdyk. 29. So there's definitely some scoring punch on this team. They get creative. But I feel that the game they just played up there was the game the Caps will play going forward, especially in this series here, which is, hey, we're the better team. We're patient. We're going to play our game. You guys can run around doing whatever you're doing, but you're not getting past us. Uh, and again, with our the experience the Caps core has versus this first experience that the Maple Leafs have, uh, I think will be a big difference. Now, we both know anything can happen. You have a young team that doesn't know any better. They do have an excellent coach in Mike Babcock. You also have to play games three and four up in Toronto, and that place will be a madhouse. They're absolutely thrilled about the progress this team has made. But quite frankly, I just I just don't see it happening for them. I, they're blue line there's very little depth and you could argue that no one on their blue line would be in the top six for the caps uh, there, there's little depth they don't have the the matchups and as we talked about earlier today this really isn't a physical team craig laughlin uh, on uh, 980 this morning kept calling them fancy dans <laughs> so it's you know, fancy dans who like to skate and get creative in his canadian accent so you're not going to have the issue like the Caps did against Philly last year of just a physical series. Even those wins the Caps had were physical games, even that 6-1 game where they're just slowly getting beat up throughout the series. Yeah, I guess, um, yeah, it's kind of a finesse team. Uh, I hate to use that term, but it's like when you're high scoring but you're not known for your defense, it's kind of like, you know, a finesse team, finesse style, kind of like uh, in football, you know, the – the Rams from the 99-2000 seasons. Yeah. Uh, just kind of like high, you know, but when they face a team that punches them in the mouth, it's like they can't really answer that. 
Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I don't. I mean, I just think they just don't have the pieces yet, right? I mean, let's yeah. let's be frank. They, they don't have the depth, basically. I mean, like your second, third, you know, fourth lines. They don't have the depth compared to the Capitals. You know. Yeah, yeah. They don't. They don't have the pieces yet. They've got some really fun players, like yeah. Austin Matthews and me great to watch and good for toronto having him there i think it's a great place for him to be um but they just unless he absolutely takes over and turns into mario lemieux in this series or wayne gretzky uh, they're they're really going to struggle and I'll, I'll say it right now i expect the caps to win this series in five and not sweat very much uh, and I'm only saying five because sweeps are incredibly rare in the NHL. Uh, regardless, it's very difficult to beat a team four games in a row. So it wouldn't surprise me if Toronto gets one up in Toronto. But gosh, they there is absolutely no reason, matchup-wise, experience-wise, motivation-wise, uh, goaltender-wise, for the Caps to lose this series at all or for it to go beyond five games uh the caps should win this in five looking at you can look at this series in the eight different ways um there's no reason for this to go beyond five yeah i mean i kind of been going back and forth about that and i just think if if this was basketball i'd kind of agree with you but hockey's weird with the weird bounces and you know puck luck I think the series goes to six games somehow. Like maybe Austin Matthews has like some kind of amazing game or something where he pull they pull off a win in DC or something like that. Um, I think I kind of I agree with you that the the Capitals will win the series just due to their experience and depth. But I think somehow the fact that Toronto kind of overachieved this season. I think yes, their record is worse than the Capitals. But I feel Babcock's a better coach than Trotz is I think historically. Like, because you know Babcock was the coach of those uh, Red Wing teams that went to the Stanley Cup uh, in the 2000s, like uh, 2008 and 2009, uh, won one of the cups. So, well, I mean, we'll see. I mean, hopefully, as a Cavs fan, they take them out in four or at worst five. But I think it it may go to six. But that's just my thoughts on that. Um, I guess another concern I had was John Carlson. I mean, he's, it looks like he's going to play game one, but he's been out the pa- uh, past few games, and, you know, they keep saying, oh, it's not a serious injury. And I kind of remember last season with Carl Osner, they were like, oh, he's just a little dinged up, and then it turned out it was a more serious injury. He wasn't 100%, you know, kind of that way. But I guess we'll have to see starting uh, – tomorrow on Thursday as this podcast is being recorded uh, on Wednesday night. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, at least they've really given him uh, some rest. So that's a good thing uh, and an important thing. But just in terms of the, the, the various, you know, pup luck and, Whatever else, the weird bounces. And yes, we, we both agree. This is a random play. The NHL playoffs are very random. I mean, it's kind of, you know, like, uh, remember when Montreal, that series against Montreal in 2009-10, I think Montreal won game one here. 
Yeah, they did. They won in overtime. Yeah, they won it in overtime, and also Jose uh, Taylor was terrible. Yeah, and he then, was a disaster in that game. That's where Boudreaux switched out uh, Theodore for uh, Rolimov, and obviously that yep. kind of, um, you know, kind of they went up three to one, but then the rest of the series it didn't really. I guess happened for and the Caps ended up losing that series. Now I'm not saying obviously Holtby's a much better goalie than Theodore, um, but like I said, just kind of weird shit happens, and I just think yeah. maybe it, it. I think I have just have a bad a feeling that it goes six games somehow. Like I, I hope not, but I think Toronto is probably one of those up and coming teams, and I feel coaching wise, Toronto probably has a better coach like definitely one of those up-and-coming teams but again just a couple of years ago trots beat babcock head-to-head in the playoffs in a 4-1 series win uh over the red wings uh so yeah they faced each other before and like i said i feel trots has really held his own against them considering the talent advantage the red wings always had yeah. uh, and I just think that in terms of puck luck and what the what happens there, I really feel a lot of it comes down to the goalkeeper in in many cases. And Anderson, to me, he can look amazing for parts of games. Then other parts of a game, he's like, what is this guy doing on the ice? He's just not that good. Um, and I think that's really going to play into it. I don't think there is any reason for puck luck to go against this Caps team, for example. I just, I don't. I don't think uh, there is a reason that their goalie, uh, Frederick Anderson, should get super hot against the Caps. I think we should pound them and escape, you know, beat that defense up and move them side to side and have pretty easy goals. Uh, goalies really get hot if you shoot right at their chest and you shoot right at their chest when you're not passing, or you're not crashing the net. And there's no reason not to be able to get to the net. There's no reason not to pass around him. Um, I just, I'm not that impressed by him and he's hardly, he doesn't have very much uh, experience and he might be injured. <laughs> yeah, that's, oh yeah. That's... <laughs> that, that's, that's, that's the other thing as well. So, I'm not, um, I'm just not, there's nothing on the, the Maple Leafs that scares me as a team. Certainly Matthews getting super hot and just being a dominant player could, but as you and I know, one player can't carry a team in the NHL playoffs. Yeah. I mean, obviously if that was the case, then Ovechkin would have like, five Stanley Cups or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, because he's, 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 believe it or not, and we both know he gets a bad rep, but he has played really well in the playoffs. He's a point-per-game playoff player. He was doing his part against the Penguins. Hockey is really rolling out those lines and having the Mm -hmm. depth and having a good goalie, you know, um, to kind of get you through all the rounds because the hockey playoffs are like a gauntlet, like, Especially yep. this year in the East. I mean, if the Caps somehow get to the Stanley Cup final and the teams they have to go through, like whether, you know, Toronto's a young and upcoming team, 
then if they get past them, they got to face the winner of Pittsburgh Columbus, who were the second and third, like I think best teams in the league, not just the division. And then they may have to face the Rangers or uh, one of the Atlantic teams. So it's not going to be any kind of cake. It won't be easy at all. Agreed. However, it sets up well. And this was something that was interesting that, again, Locker was talking about this morning was playing the winner of Columbus-Pittsburgh in round two immediately after they've played each other is an advantage for the Caps. Because I know game one right now, Pittsburgh is out to a 3 nothing lead. However, it's going to be, at minimum, a physical series. Again, I haven't had the chance to watch it, but yeah. whoever comes out of that series will have played a physical series. Uh, it could, again, it, maybe the Penguins just walk all over Columbus. It could happen, wouldn't surprise me. But they'll still have played a physical team. The, Columbus is not a finesse team they're they're not a team that uh is just gonna skate around they're gonna hit you they're gonna poke you they're gonna you know there's there's a bit of that dirtiness to them it's john tortorella you know he's a he's a pain in the ass to play they're they're just kind of a pain in the ass team yeah uh so whoever comes out of that will have definitely spent quite a bit of energy getting out of it the caps must get out of this series with toronto quickly, efficiently, and make it almost look boring. Like, make it almost feel like it's not methodical. playoff series. Basically methodical. a methodical strategy where just, they just... Just just take care of business. Professional, yeah. business-like. They do that. They're out in five. Uh, maybe the Penn's uh, Columbus series goes six, which I, I think it probably will unless... You know, it's not looking like Penn. that because I'm, I just turned the game on like in the background here and like the Penguins are just like rolling them over right yeah, now. Yeah, like, and I think you know, I think Columbus will adjust. That's yeah. a that's a good team. And again, they they can play physical. So yeah, we've we've both seen game ones go one way or another. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah. yeah, so things can change there. But um I expect that that's an advantage uh for the Capitals there is having um to face a team that went through a tough series. So coming off of that, hopefully that helps propel them through round two. And then in the Eastern Conference Finals, you're going to play teams the Caps played really well against this year. Boston, they dominated if Boston makes it that far. Ottawa, I I quite frankly don't think it's out of the first round. And Ottawa can't score. Uh, Montreal, the Caps played well against. Granted, Montreal is a good team. I think people are overlooking them. The Rangers, because of history, you'd say would be the toughest matchup. But the Rangers, while they had a good season, there's some holes on that team. This isn't the same Rangers team as even two years ago. Uh, They definitely still have uh, some holes uh, remaining. So I like how the East sets up for uh, the Caps. Okay. I guess um you know you gave your prediction I gave my prediction. I guess I guess uh I wanted to ask you I guess before we delved into the playoff preview against Toronto um what kind of went right for the Caps team this year and what went wrong. Um you you watched some of these games this season. I mean give me your thoughts on that. Well, it, I think really the thing that went right was being healthy 
for most of the season. Let's let's be honest. This was a remarkably healthy team. And the fact that they started playing some of their best hockey towards the end of the season. Again, they they were fairly methodical and professional most of the year. It was almost an unremarkable uh, 118 points when you think about it. And, you know, there were some nice streaks in there. You know, there's a couple seven-game or six-game streaks. But for the most part, it was just business-like, methodical Let's go out and take care of business. There's nothing. Uh, there's nothing that sticks out to you. you know, it, maybe Alex Ovechkin not leading the team in goals like he usually does. Yeah, uh, but, he, but the, the reason for that is because Charles has kind of reduced his minutes to keep him yeah. fresh for the playoffs. He's played. If you took, if you take all the minutes he's played, he's played eight less games this season than he did last season, which is pretty crazy. You know because his. His game time has been reduced two minutes every game, roughly. Yeah. So eight games being reduced means he has fresher legs, too. Um, I thought this season the schedule makers didn't do any favors for the Capitals. A lot of kind of back-to-back games, like especially on the road, where you know they play one night and then they got to get on a plane late at night and go to another city and then play the next night. Um you know, obviously that doesn't leave a lot of time to practice and, you know, game plan. Just to rest. That's yeah. not easy. Yeah, especially with a tough sport like hockey where you're getting hit and you're doing the hitting and whatnot. So, I mean, it was pretty remarkable, like, that they got to 118 points, especially with the slow start. Um, so it's kind of one of those things. Uh, I guess, what would you say was a troubling thing about the Capitals this season um, that you've noticed? Troubling. It's it's difficult. I think there were times that the team would be sloppy in its own end. Just sloppy. Uh, not making the proper outlet pass out. Not making the right decisions. There was some... There were some games where things got a little sloppy. Certainly that Penguins game where, you know, they gave up. They were up 3 nothing and somehow lose a game 8-7. Yeah. That was wild. That was especially wild. With the way, yeah. <laughs> especially with the way they've been playing. The recent uh, game against the Coyotes where, again, they were just sloppy. I think uh, so that I think game... There was a tendency to be sloppy in their own end this yeah, year. Yeah, I mean, I think that game against... The Arizona was because I mean they played a game I think the night before and then they had to go to Arizona and then I think they had to go to uh, somewhere else after that and I think it's just one of those games where they were just tired and you know they needed like a break and it just Arizona caught them in the, at the right time to win that game. Yeah, yeah, and, and that could be it, and that certainly happens, but it's really tough to see things that are that were obvious that went wrong. I mean, I, I look back even at the early season schedule and try and see, okay, they kind of started off slow in October, but they were three and two, right? Yeah. And then they were eight and two, and then they were 13 and five by Thanksgiving. So it's like, okay, were they really starting off that slow? I think people uh, were kind of comparing it to last season where they came out right off the gate 
all of a sudden, it looked like they were challenging the record for most points in the season, like uh, the, against the 1930-something Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm trying to find, like, areas where I was just like, man, this is kind of dicey. I would say... Brooks or picks play at time, just being slow out there. Does he fit against certain teams? Yeah, uh, I mean, and, I, and it's nitpicky, but it's really challenging. Here. I kind of this. Well, I mean, Brooks is older, and but I feel like he's on the third defensive pairing, so they can kind of hide him there because he's not in the top four. You know, he's in the top six defense. You know, in terms of defensive lineup, so he only at he. You know, he's not too injured. I mean, he was coming off an injury at the beginning of the season. Then he he got back in. And I think I thought he played well this season, to be honest with you. I didn't really think he was terrible or anything like that. But he wasn't. Obviously, they promoted Orlov to the second line pairing, I think, with uh, Niskanen. So, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and obviously yeah. Shattenkirk, you know, the trade with him. That was, know, that was a big, big deal. Now he's, he's integrated with the team, like especially on the power play. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like now, it looks like him and Ovia and Backstrom are just kind of just they know each other now. Now he, it looks like he's really comfortable in the system after that adjustment period. Um, exactly. Yeah. No. And that's that was just a we're going for a trade, a trade that we've probably been waiting for for years. Uh, to see the Caps make, and actually someone that I would say, if you have a choice between Alsner and Shattenkirk this offseason, you choose Shattenkirk, but again, that'll come down the line. But yeah, it's I'm really struggling to find something that went wrong. Again, there were no major injuries, there were no real controversies, everyone just did their job. Like I said, it was almost just boring, and they did what they should do out there. I mean, maybe you could, again, point to Kuznetsov. Is he, is he a guy that can grind it out for a long season? Um, you know, again, I'm getting real nitpicky here with it, but just, just things to think about, uh, going into the playoffs, but what went wrong in the regular season? It's, it's, (laughs) it's really reaching to, see uh what went wrong even then kuznetsov um you know his last 10 games he had two goals uh three assists he had five points in the last few games here alex uh, definitely turned it on with four goals justin williams with four goals in the last 10 games so uh that's good to see but like i said i'm just i'm i'm struggling to find like an obvious man that that kind of that kind of sucked you know, yeah. well, I'll, like, I'll give you one almost thing. 60 points. I'll give you one thing that uh, early West Coast March trip in L.A. Well, when they went to San Jose, L.A. and Anaheim. And as you know, I went out there for the L.A. Anaheim games and, you know, they played like shit against Anaheim and they had a lead against L.A. Um, but then they blew it and lost that game. And it kind of they went on a little losing streak and. It just kind of was like, oh man, here we go again. You know, are we going? To, I think we kind of talked about it. It's like because it seems similar to like the kind of tail end of last season where they just, you know, they finished bad and whatnot, and you know that didn't bode well for the playoffs. Obviously, yeah, that you know. that that trip there did not go. Well. But what I was key is I think um, recently in the Washington Post, I think Brooks Orpik had this quote about 
you know, that was a key pivotal moment of the season. Like, they had a players-only meeting after, I think, the Anaheim game. And I think they just, you know, they talked about it and said, hey, we can't have this. We got to get back to how we play and how we know how to win. Um, and since then, they just, you know, like you said, they've been on a row. I think, what, 11 wins and two losses or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, it's been, it's been yeah, a real good streak. Season. They had a win streak of six games and had that Arizona debacle and then won four more games. Yeah. So that's a nice 10-1 and one streak there. And then for that, they'd beaten the Wild on the road. Four and what's interesting is that losing streak out there that they had. They came back home and beat a very good Wild team, 4-2. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. So, I mean, I guess if we're being nitpicky, that probably was the worst thing of the season. Yeah, and, so and to be fair, I mean, that was that was ugly. Yeah, yeah there was there was not. You can't really take much good out of that. Yeah. Uh, West Coast swing there. That was that was quite frankly ugly. Those games out in California, and the fact that they started before going out there, they lost to the Stars, who were not a good team. At home, four to two. Yeah. Uh, so you know, it just it just got ugly quick there, and it really tightened up the division race. I believe yeah, I think it was within nine like, points. Yeah, and it got it was within like a point, point or two, or something like that. And somehow they were able to pull ahead because um, I was kind of surprised. Columbus, I think Columbus went on a losing streak. Or Columbus uh, did not end yeah. the season really well. Yeah. Uh, I think that's something they certainly regret. Uh, you know, ending up on the road that first game and. Again, tonight's not looking good for Columbus. Yep. And Pittsburgh, I mean, they kind of, they were okay. I, I know they got a lot of injuries with Latang yeah, they out. Were, they were treading water there. Yeah. But yeah, and and really that'll be something to watch. I mean, again, they, they've started off hot tonight, but Chris Latang really is is the straw that stirs that drink there from the back line. And again, they, they don't have anyone remarkable on that back line without Latang, but those guys can move the puck, they move it quickly, they play with speed. Which yeah. again is real interesting how Pittsburgh is built. That is definitely a fast team, and it's all about speed and being fast. Whereas the Caps have speed, but they're also balanced. They can play, they can play any different style, and it makes you wonder if just having some dominant style in terms of just being faster than everyone or being much bigger than the team versus what the Capitals have, which is, you know, we can do it all. We're kind of the jack of all trades. Yeah. Uh, how that how that plays in the playoffs here. And, yeah. and Pittsburgh proved last year, they're just kind of blitzkrieg and just blew by everyone. Yeah, definitely. All right. Um, I guess why don't we talk about the upcoming free agency and next season's cap teams. Obviously, I think there are nine free agents or so on the team, and then you have the Vegas expansion uh, draft. Uh, oh man, summer. you're making me you're making me sad. This is a uh, this is the 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 part that I I didn't like to think about. Obviously, yes. the the big three are uh, Oshi, Shattenkirk, and Alzner. If I were uh, McClellan, I would try and keep the first two. Definitely try and keep Oshi. Definitely make a play at Shattenkirk. But I think um, Oshi's going to get you know six million a year over six years, and it's tough to justify that with a thirty-year-old uh, player, yeah, thirty-year-old 30 winger. I think part of that is because the the salary cap's not going up a lot because their TV deal is not that great in the Amer- in the U.S. and um, Obviously, it's not like the NBA 
you know, TV deal that happened last year where their the NBA team salary caps like jumped up like twenty million for every team or something like that. Where the, exactly, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, there are a lot of free agents. I think Kuznets offers a restricted free agent. I mean, there's yeah, I think there's, some, there's a bunch of restricted yeah. free agents you have on this roster. When you again, when you look at uh, the potential cap issues coming next year, certainly it's. Uh, it's going to be t- Justin Williams is unrestricted. So you, know, you got really four key guys who are going to be uh, yeah. unrestricted going into next year. Uh, again, o- Oshi Shankirk, who if you find a way to keep those two somehow, that would be great. Yeah, I guess um, who do you expect uh, the Vegas Golden Knights to pluck off the Capitals? Grubauer. He Grubauer. is uh, definitely worthy of being a starting goalie uh, okay. somewhere. They'll leave him unprotected. Maybe maybe uh, good old George McPhee will do us a favor and take Orpik. And then I hope so. He owes us one. Off the books, right? He actually, next year. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he owes chance. us several things. I mean, getting, that he does. Uh, that yeah. he does, my friend. <laughs> so, yeah, so hopefully uh, that happens uh, there because we still, oh, well, actually, excuse me, Orpic is uh, five and a half million next year, then four and a half million. So, who knows? That'd be great. Well, I guess, uh, does Orpic, how many years he has left on his contract? Do you know? Is it two or three? Two years. Two, two years. years. So. Okay. Next year at five and a half, and the year after at four and a half, he'll be left unprotected. Yeah, who knows? Maybe, maybe that was part of the plan. Now, what's interesting is Holpe's cap hit starts to go down after next year. He still has um, after this season three full years left, so you're not really worried about him. Uh, but yeah, you know, you, you're starting to see this core. Um, you know, the, the Backstrom Ovechkin era start to come to a close, but this is where young guys like Bowery and Varna and some of the guys in the system. And you really hope that Kuznetsov and Burakovsky take it to another level. Start to take it to another level. That's what, that's where the Penguins got lucky with like Nick Bonino and some of the guys they have. I mean, cause both Malkin and Crosby are big, big cap hits and Latang as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with that. Uh, I think next year, I mean, there'll be a team that still makes the playoffs, um, but I don't know if there'll be like a serious Stanley Cup contender unless like things fall into place. Like somehow, you know, because they'll just be younger and, and whatnot. Um, I think that, I think if you have a Braden Holtby, and again, the Penguins team is actually interesting. Their roster's a little older than the Caps, but I think if you have a Braden Holtby in net, you will always be a cup contender in terms that he's a guy that I I think this is the year he can he really starts to carry the team through four series. Again, there have been some times where you're like, oh come on, we needed that uh, save there. But um with him back there you have a chance. And again, like the Penguins over the next few years, uh, just as an example, they have Crosby, Malkin, and Latang uh, as cap hits of Almost eleven million, nine and a half million, seven point two million, and Phil Kessel at seven point eight million. I mean, that's those are it's a top loaded team. Flurry's still at five, almost six million. However, you find guys, you know, Trevor Daly was a big find. He was cheap. Nick Bonino at two point one million. You know, you have guys like that uh, who are able to step up for them. Connor Sheary, uh, you know, some young kid 
was able to step up for them. So uh, that's where they got, you know, Brian Rust. That's yeah. where I think I, I had that those thoughts just because the Caps GM said this is really the last year, the two-year window. So yeah, uh, there's going to be a lot of changes. So I think that's fair. This team will definitely be different, but it will definitely be a playoff contender. It'll definitely, I feel, be one of the top two or three teams in the division. Yeah. And if you have Backstrom, OV, and Holtby, and you still have you know some of the core on defense there, you you have a shot. Yeah. You, yeah. With the way it's a parity league, and if you build the right system and get the right guys in there, you, you have a shot. So I don't want to say the window's completely closed, but you're not going to have you're not going to have a team next year that goes into the playoffs just head and shoulders above any other roster in terms of health, depth, yeah, lack of anything like that. Yeah, I mean, so, I, I I don't see the team next year being like 118 points in the Presidents Cup winners again. I mean, that, I'd be kind of surprised by that. Um, they got good coaching, but I just think the losses that will happen yeah. that, that may happen yeah. will just kind of if you if you lose Oshi Alsner and Shattenkirk, yeah, that'll have a big impact. Yeah, I mean, because you got to replace those players, and I mean, Oshi coming to DC really solidified that first line because it was like years they were trying to find like a first line right winger right i mean yeah, yeah there was yeah. no I mean, one that was consistent like or they even put tom wilson up there yeah. tried you know you've tried many guys up there yeah so we'll see what happens um you know hopefully the, they can continue on the winning ways after this season uh let's talk about i guess um the other stanley cup playoff matchups uh what are your predictions for the playoffs and the final based on what we know today as of what April 12th? What we know now, um, I'm going to, again, stake it out there. I expect, barring some injury disaster, the Capitals to uh, come out of the East for sure. Unless, you know, again, there's a major injury uh, that occurs. This is uh, a team that has the experience. They have the players. They have the depth. They have every matchup advantage against any team. Uh, they have the right schedule. They should absolutely come out of the East and uh, be in the finals. The West is interesting. You have some really quality teams out there that uh, people may overlook. I mean, even though Chicago has three cup titles this decade, I don't feel like people are paying enough attention to them. That is a damn good team still and they have experience they know they know how to win they i think we both agree they know how to win how to get it done i expect them to at minimum be in the western conference finals the wild is this where bruce boudreau finally breaks through uh i mean they're isn't it i don't think they will because they kind of kind of went downhill in like March and April and uh even if they get pa- if they get past the Blues in the first round they got to face the winner of Chicago and Nashville and uh if it's Chicago Chicago pretty much owns Minnesota at least this season from what I've seen in their games um yeah yeah exactly I don't so- think yeah I don't think he'll get over Chicago in the second round uh, just like uh, just you know from last year when he coached with Anaheim 
Like, you just couldn't get over that Chicago hump, and especially when it went to a Game 7, and, uh, you know, and they and Minnesota just kind of faltered down the stretch, so to speak. Um, yeah, it's... They uh, were, uh, like, earlier, like, in February, they were, like, competing for that President's Cup, too. They were oh, yeah. right there yeah. with the Capitals, but they just seemed to kind of cool off a little bit. And the games I've seen when Chicago's faced Minnesota, Chicago has won those games. They pulled out those wins, at least in the regular season. So Yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean, I think um, is Chicago, you know, they have a tough matchup against the Predators. The Predators are definitely a physical team. But Chicago just, they know how to get it done, Yeah, uh, I feel. That's, that's really what I feel about them last year. They, you know, whatever happened in the first round happened, but that's part of it as well, right? Chicago got to rest, yeah. uh, which is really interesting when you think about it, uh, considering how many times you know, they've been in the finals and deep playoff runs. That was the first time they'd really exited early since that core came together. Who did they get beat by well. in the first round? Quite frankly, I don't remember. Off top. I want to say San Jose, but that wouldn't be true. I have to look that up. I don't remember off the top of my head. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, so, you know, there's... A, that's where, again, I think um, Chicago, you got to put up there, and they they know how to get it done, and they're fresh. They have – apologize for that. This is what happens when you're looking at websites with uh, ads that pop up after a few seconds. So uh, anyhow, um, Chicago has the – yeah, I mean, they, they just have that experience there. So, um, yeah, you can never discount them. But if I were to make a prediction right now, I'm definitely going with the seedings, uh, the Caps and Blackhawks. Okay. I do think the Blackhawks will come out of the West. But, again, I, I just think I'm, I'm amongst the group more so this year than last year that it thinks this is the Capitals' year. This is it. Uh, act like it. Uh, take what's yours that you know as i was telling you today this is you know this is their time it's like the 2013 miami heat yeah. it was uh, yeah it was their time it was lebron's time right when it was his time it was his time he took it and you know they had some tough matchups and some ups and downs but coming off that finals loss against dallas then the next season yeah. they just kind of redeemed themselves and just kind of beat the thunder what four to one or something like that so Exactly. You know, and act like it. It's not going to be easy. That second round series, even though I think it sets up well, will be tight. Uh, and and started off the right way. Take care of Toronto quickly, efficiently, professionally, in a business-like manner. Like, make it no big deal. Because it really shouldn't be a big deal. You know, act like, again, this is the playoffs and you amp it up. But when you win that series, you know, Line handshake, no real celebration, and get ready for round two and, and get it done. They they have the ability to get the job done against any team. There's no team in the league that has all the matchups that the Capitals do, the, the matchup advantages. Again, where I would give Chicago the most in terms of matchup advantages, they know how to win. Yeah, they, They've won. And they're a tough out in uh, the postseason. I believe last year it took a game seven for them to get knocked out. I just can't remember who beat them. 
Uh, maybe it was the Blues, but again, I'm, don't hold me to that. I believe it was the Blues. I believe Troy Brower had a big series. Yeah, I think you're right. It was the Blues. I kind of remember that now that you mentioned Troy Brower. He had that goal where yeah, somehow he scored yeah, a goal yeah. and they like they put him over the top and it was just like, Whoa, they took out Chicago, and is this the Blues yeah, year yeah. or something? And it was like exactly, yeah, a big series. But yeah. um, yeah, I'm I'm of the belief that if the Caps go out and play their game and act like this is theirs, and you know, don't think about the past, don't don't talk about the demons. Take the demons head on. I remember when the Capitals went to the finals in '98, and Ron Wilson. Granny was a rookie coach, but he just he took on those demons head on. Right? You know, the Caps went up three one against Boston. They lost Game Five uh, at home in Round One. They got shut out. It looked ugly, and Game Six was a struggle. They won in overtime. Like you know what, this is ours. And Ron Wilson was like, you know, this is a different team. We're not worried about the past demons, and they just they quite frankly, did roll to the finals. And they beat Ottawa in five, dispatched them pretty easily. And then uh, after losing game one uh, to Buffalo, in which uh, Dominic Hasek was dominant, uh, living up to the nickname in D.C., the Caps won the next three. You know, they found a way to win in overtime and got to the finals there. So, uh, again, Ron Wilson took on those demons head on and was like, you know what, We're, we're here. And uh, nobody's stopping us. So that's that's the attitude I want to see the Caps have. Uh, that's the attitude I want our fan base to have in DC. Again, it's not. Uh, the, I mean, I know I know you mean well by that. It's just there is a lot of history and oh, it's, sure. there's it's a, a lot of mental like blockage. A ton of history. <laughs> and this is where I think in round one, if the team dispatches. Toronto easily it'll put people at ease and then in round two when you have the chance for that kill get it again um we go back to the last uh, you know what happened two years ago and it was a fluke bounce off Brooks Orpic skate um so again it, it just that's where you know the caps were a minute and a half away from winning that series against the Rangers, uh, again, yeah, against the Rangers in, in five. Uh, so you know, it's one of those just just go get it done. There's no reason not to get it done. The way you just play like you've played most of the year and be professional, be dominant, and take care of business. Um, that's that's what I'd like to see. Now, I guess if Chicago, who is your other Western Conference final pick? I mean, you have Chicago there, obviously advancing to the Stanley Cup final. But who else in the West will fit, like, get to the West, the Conference final over the, on that side? Well, that's a tough choice. Yeah. I kind of like. You I kind of like Calgary. This, I, I like Edmonton. this Edmonton team a lot. I like. I, I like McDavid. But they're uh, kind of young. That's the they're thing, definitely right? young, but they're a little further along than Toronto, and I think. Um, I think it'll be. Uh, I think there's someone to watch out for. It wouldn't it? Wouldn't surprise me at all if uh, they made it to uh, the finals. There. I mean, you know, again, Chicago and the Wild will probably play in round two. Uh, the Ducks are. They're such an enigma to me, and they're yeah. a terrific team, but they can also be inconsistent. I'm just never sure about 
the Ducks as well. And maybe was it a uh, was it a Bruce Bruce Boudreau thing or what? Um, but again, it's uh, I feel like I just get a odd read on them. I think the Oilers will be there in uh, in the Western Conference Finals. I really do. I, I I just like that team, and I think. You know, you talk about a city that's been waiting for a generation. I mean, since Gretzky left, there's been uh, there's really been not yeah, much. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm. It's gonna be an unpopular opinion, but I'm just gonna agree with Greg Wachinski from the uh, Puck Soup podcast and Yahoo Sports NHL coverage. Uh, Edmonton fans have no reason to complain, considering how many cups they have, and they had the greatest player probably of all time in the NHL history. <laughs> But how long can you live off that? I mean, hey, Gretzky, Gretzky how long can Caps fans not have a Stanley Cup? I mean, yeah, I mean again, that was the we, 80s, right? It's hey, like Dan, well, Reds, Dan Steinberg this. just put up an article said Capitals deserve Stanley Cup. I'm going to oh, go sure. with him. Oh, I yeah, I agree. Well, we totally. I don't feel sorry it. for Edmonton at all. I'm sorry. I yeah. I again, yeah. I think you know, it's like being a Redskins fan, right? We haven't done anything since '91. And I mean, maybe people don't feel sorry for us, but again, I, mean, I, I think, think they. I, I think, think a generation. We're getting to that point because you know the the recent things with the GM that got fired, and um, it looked like there was a promising like you know uh, organization until what happened recently, and the whole situation with Kirk Cousins. I mean, it seems to be things are going back to the old way of doing things. Which I think people are kind of like, oh man. I I just don't think Edmonton has much beyond hockey and Wayne Gretzky, and that was almost thirty years ago that they won their last cup and Gretzky was traded to L.A. I I think you've seen that thirty for thirty on Edmonton yeah, and when they traded I mean, Gretzky, and, and and that kid that was just like, well, Edmonton's gonna go down the drain now, and it's like, yeah, that's right. And yeah, you know what? Granted, they did go to a game seven in the finals uh, against uh, the hurricanes a couple years back but my god that was like the flukiest year uh, a uh, lockout shortened year that nobody really remembers like did the 2006 stanley cup finals happen really yeah. uh <laughs> you know so uh uh again i'm gonna say edmonton gets to uh the uh, the western conference finals uh the veteran team wins that and i will say the capitals will play the Bruins in, in the, the Eastern Eastern Conference. Now why finals. are you Why are you picking the Bruins to be in the Eastern Conference final? Is it because of the Corsi metric, where they're the top team in Corsi metrics? I think they're fifty four percent, and the Capitals are like fifty two or fifty three this season. That is uh, that is a big part of it. I think uh, they have experience. They do have uh, a nice top pair there uh, with um, Patrice Bergeron and uh, Brad Marchand. So, and these are guys who've won before also. I mean, let's not forget, they won a cup a few years back, and they've had playoff success. So uh, I think uh, they have a chance to make a run. I think they beat the Bruins, and, uh, you know, it'll be either way a fun matchup between either the Rangers or Montreal, and I think that Rangers-Montreal series will go to seven. Um, I think those teams are fairly evenly match i'd slightly give montreal the edge but uh, there's something about this bruins team that they've done lately that i like now the other issue could be is they've had injuries 
they're missing some key guys on defense, but I do think they get past Ottawa. Uh, the Bruins do. Well, that would be an interesting Eastern Conference Finals, considering the Bruins coach now was Bruce Cassidy, who uh, was yeah, the coach and, of the and, Capitals, and they yeah, had a player and revolt. Kind of like to whip them, right? Yeah, you kind they, of want to beat Bruce Cassidy. They had a player revolt, if you recall, that led to his firing. Um, what a disaster that guy was. Yeah. Uh, that should have led to GMGM's firing back then, but yeah. anyhow. Um, but yeah, so again, I, I just, I think the Bruins could be that team that just gets a little hot and they end up uh, in the Western, or excuse me, the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't think they have a chance in hell against the Caps. If you saw that game the other day, the Caps just beat them up. Yeah, shut uh, them to be down. Honest. Yeah, yep. shut them down, beat them up, and the Bruins are not a team anymore. They used to be a physical team where you were, um, where again, you just didn't like playing the Bruins. You know, they had uh, Tockett and other physical guys there, but... You mean you know, they Charles had mass holes, basically? Yeah, they had a bunch <laughs> of mass holes, exactly. Mass holes, yes. But yeah, they, I, I, I would like that. Uh, Eastern Conference Final there against the Bruins. Uh, and, yeah, I, th- I think the Caps would take care of business. Uh, easily. Now, you expect Pittsburgh to get over Columbus in the first round, obviously setting up a Capitals-Pittsburgh second-round I round do, matchup. but not without some trouble. I know, I think I told you, you know, in five or in six, I think I think Columbus will be... Similar to what the Flyers were last year with the Caps. Caps got up 3-0, and then the Flyers just played really physical and made the Caps earn that final win. And I think Columbus will do that. They'll they'll definitely wear on Pittsburgh. And I know tonight it looks like men against boys in that series, but I believe uh, Columbus scored at least. So there's that going for them, right? Yeah, 3-1, to one, but the game's over now, so... <laughs> But, uh, yeah, and, and yeah. again, let's not take too much uh, from game one. So, uh, you know, let's, uh, let's see what happens there. And also the fact that, um, look at this, Matt Murray got injured in warm-up. So Marc-Andre Fleury, I would love it if the Caps got to play against Fleury. His playoff save percentage is just pathetic. Yeah, like somehow so, in the playoffs, like, he, psychologically, he's just, he's inconsistent. Like, he's, a, he's a disaster. So, <laughs> I was trying to be know. nice, but yes. Yeah, yes, yeah, he, no, yeah. I mean, he's he's a disaster. He was great in that cup run for them, but even though he wasn't like that great, yeah. Um, and I would uh, I would give the Caps a very good chance against the Penguins uh, this year. I but if you want to see the way I'm looking at it, is again the way the Caps took control of that series. However, the Flyers were not an easy out. After that, they're just a physical, grimy, grinding team. And Bob Borowski has the ability to steal a couple games. Let's not uh, discount that as well. He's uh, had a terrific season, and he's a terrific goalie himself. So, uh, you know, let's let's see how that well, uh, shapes up. I do expect the Penguins to get through. If it's Penn's caps, what is your series prediction there? Is it goes to seven games, just an all-out war? Oh, at this point, it's tough. It's, it's it's tough to tell still. I think, and I know that's kind of weak. Uh, I guess based on what you know now, that concept will go to at least six. Uh, I think they're due for a seven-game series. Uh, looking at the history between these two teams, it's mostly seven-game series. There've been 
two five-game series and, what, three six-game series there? So, you know, it's kind of balanced out. I don't know. Uh, I, I feel like they'd be due for a seven-game series. That would be extremely challenging for the Capitals in yeah. terms of they would have to overcome something. But uh, they will – maybe they go down 2-0 and uh, win it in seven. I don't know. Or they Whatever go it is, maybe 3-1. Yeah. to one, They're down 3-1. And when all I, hope looks I, bad, they somehow come back and like yeah, that would the be, series. That would that be, be great. Yeah. yeah, that's what we thought would happen last year. Part of me thinks, though, that it shouldn't even – go to that point that's that's really where i am with it is the the cap should not go down three to one to any team yeah they they just have the advantages across the board there so that's that's my thought with it but you never know in that series you just you just do not know shit happens when they play each other like crazy bounces or you know shit like that or come last year was it i mean just the uh the, the penguins got Clearly, all the puck luck in that series, but they also let's be fair—they made the puck luck. Yeah. Uh, and when the Caps played their game, they were they were playing really well and dominated. Uh, you know, there were you look at uh, some of those uh, Corsi metrics. You're like, good God! I mean, how did they not win that series? Well, they didn't—they didn't win that series because they let the Penguins score first, and then there was a deficit, and then the Caps had to come back and. And that was up, that was yeah. kind of typical of that Caps team last year. They gave up the first goal quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, but this year, not as much. Yeah. So uh, something to keep an eye on. Even in the some of the games last year against the Flyers, game three, the Caps went down one zero before turning uh, turning it on. There, obviously, games four and five, and then game six. God, I think you and I both thought they would never score a goal again. I mean, they were down 3-0 in game six. It's like, oh, my God, they're going to go out like this. Like, this is Oh, yeah, you're talking about that Penguin series. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, I mean, yeah but, yeah, so, uh, you know, it's just one of those things. The Caps, even in then, the Flyers series, well, were Well, then they up. charged back and I think tied it, right? But they just ran out of gas because they spent all their energy they, trying to come they back. They tied and, it up. It went to overtime. But they also – what's really disappointing about that game is – with the amount of five on threes they were getting late in that third, they really should have won that in regulation. They just had power play after power play after power play uh, there. So they definitely had uh, their chance to win that uh, in regulation. That was that was the biggest disappointment of that game was, oh my gosh, you've got like four minutes of five on three and you only get one goal to tie it. Uh, up there, whereas um, you know, because that was the uh, the puck going over the uh, glass, just kept happening to the Penguins there over and over. Yeah. So again, I think if it gets to that point, there, this is let's let's say it this way: until it's not, this is the Capitals' year, and if the team feels that and plays hard play, with a little bit of anger, but more so efficiently and professionally and does what they're capable of doing, no one can stop them. Uh, I really believe that this year, even more than last year, I think, again, the way the Penguins were rolling towards the end of last year, that was a blitzkrieg coming at everybody. But this year, um, I just, yeah, the Caps were the team that was rolling. The Caps made the big trade. The Caps uh, definitely worked on matchup issues. So uh, that's something really to keep in mind. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, we'll we'll have to see um, weird shit happens in the Stanley Cup playoffs. I guess it, 
my prediction, I think from the West, I'll, I think we'll see Chicago versus San Jose in the Western Conference Finals. I think Chicago goes over them. And for the East, which I think will shock you, I think the Capitals will make it to the Stanley Cup Finals through that gauntlet that is the East. And going through that experience, they'll beat Chicago. It'll, it'll probably be a seven-game series, and they win it. They win game seven on home ice. Man, have, how exciting would that be? That will be very exciting. And if That'll that if that does happen, week if, of our lives. If that does happen, and I'm there, and I'll make Facebook Live or Instagram Live my tears. Oh, you got to. <laughs> that, that will oh, yeah. come out. Yeah, from yeah, being yeah, there. You got to. Uh, you got, don't be afraid to dream, right? Yeah, uh, I think they'll face Pittsburgh in the second round. Uh, I think that goes seven games, and somehow. This is the redemption year. I think, at least on paper, I think that may happen. Now, I'm not saying it will in you know, reality. Who knows? We'll see. Um, I kind of agree with you. They'll, I think they'll face, if they get past Pittsburgh, I think they face Boston in the second round. Uh, just the Corsi metric. and Boston does seem kind of more balanced than the other teams in the Atlantic and the Rangers. So, I mean, I could see Boston making it to the Eastern Conference Finals against the Capitals. And the, the Capitals getting over them probably in six games or something like that. It'll be a physical series. You know, those teams always. Uh, you know what? I don't think it'll be. Um, I'll say that I totally agree with everything you said. I just don't think uh, this Boston team is that physical. I just don't. Maybe I know they have that reputation. I think like if they, it, if they go I, down like 2-0, I think they'll try to do what Philly did last year. It's just try to slow the game down. Just kind of rough up our players, like they'll pull Shara on someone, like against Bastrom or. I mean, uh, you know, my, my thought just is, I just don't think they have the type of guys. Maybe Marshawn, but he's more of a pest, and yeah. Chara to a degree, but they don't have like Luchik or some of those guys from that twenty twelve series that made it uh, much more physical. I'm not. Um, I I think the way the Caps just beat them up. Uh, the last game, Tom Wilson was uh, running over guys. I think we injured two of their guys in that game. Yeah. Just, uh, Ovi, Ovi crushed someone in that game, too. Uh, I just, um, I'm going to say I don't think they're nearly as physical or even as physical as the Flyers team uh, was last year. I, I really think that um, the issue with Boston is they have guys who've been there before and won before. And uh, if you recall a couple of years ago in 2013, they – this, they swept a Penguins team that looked similar to this Caps team, if uh, you recall, in the oh, uh, yeah, lockout-shortened right. year, yeah. and just absolutely dominated that series. I mean, it was just a, a complete chokehold, yeah. uh, that entire series. So again, they're, they're a team that has guys who have been there. Um, that's what I would say would be my concern with Boston um, you know, guys who have won, who've gone deep uh, in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that would that be my real issue. But the Caps beat them. Yeah. Yeah, a few years back, you know? Yeah. Yeah, to Game 7 and uh, up in Boston, too. They were not happy about that, the Boston fans, obviously. I think what, Joe Ward had the game-winning goal, if I recall correctly? Joe Ward. Yeah. Yeah. He was... So. He was uh, great. I want to say the that was the Eastern Conference Finals, if I recall correctly. No, no, uh, it was in the first round. It was when um, oh, 
I'm talking about the Penguins. Oh, and, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. First round there. Yeah. yeah. Boston swept uh, the Penguins for the Penguins came into that series. They beat the Islanders in six. They just crushed Ottawa. And it looked like uh, the Penguins are going to moonwalk into the finals against Chicago to set up that epic matchup. And uh, Boston said, uh, uh-uh, um, yeah. you're, not, uh, you're not coming through here. Let me just uh, – I just want to show you the scores of that series there because it's really fascinating uh, what happened in that series. The Bruins won games 3-0, 6-1, 2-1, and 1-0. They gave up two goals that entire series, the Bruins. And granted, they were a terrific team that year, but the Bruins won three nothing and six one on the road against the Penguins, and then uh, took care of the series in Boston in a sweep. Yeah. So you know things like that happen, right? So you have to say that Bruins team knows how to win, and then the Bruins lost to the Blackhawks in the finals uh, that year. So these guys, that's where my concern would be. But like I said, beyond that, I think any. Other team here, uh, the Capitals can uh, absolutely take. All right, final question of the podcast because we're kind of running over the allotted time. Uh, if the Capitals don't win at all this season, where would it rank in the DC Sports Tire Fire? I hate that question, and you knew I hated it. Today. How about we flip? Well, it? hold up, no, Capitals, no, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me let me speak. Let me speak. Hold on. Uh, it's gotta, it's gotta, because DC Sports hasn't won anything in 25 years. It's got the question has to be asked. Like, let's say they do make it to the Eastern Conference Finals or against Bruce, uh, Boston, and somehow Bruce Cassidy gets his revenge and they eliminate the Caps, and you know somehow, or they lose to the Penguins in the second round. Where would you rank it? I mean, obviously we had this discussion, you know, in the fall with the Nats, and obviously that was another tire fire. I don't think you consider it a tire fire if they lose to the Pens in round two or make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. I think a disaster would be if they lost uh, in round one. That would be an epic fail. But um, in terms of if you lose to the second-best team in the league, nah, you, know, you kind of tip your hat to them, right? I mean, the Penguins are a terrific well, team. Well, I mean... You lose the- in the Eastern Conference Finals, like... The Penguins are a terrific team, but if this is supposedly the last year of that two-year window, and according to Capitals management, and uh, it's 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 disappointing for sure. But I'm not I'm not gonna find shame if uh, they lose to the Penguins in a hard-fought, close six or seven game series. I'm just I I'm just not because again, that's that's a good team. That's a great team, and they won the cup last year. They make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm not. I'm not going to find it to be like an epic. Fit. It'll suck. Don't get me wrong. It will be yeah. miserable. But yeah, every playoff loss is miserable. More and more as all our teams uh, do. Uh, you know, haven't put together anything. Now, if they win it all, if they win it all. I think this is one of the uh, all-time great teams up there with the uh, '91 Redskins that have played in this town. Yeah, uh, so, you know that's something uh, to think about, and maybe um, potentially even better than that '91 Redskins team. And I know people won't want to hear that, but this is a team that last year had the best record in the NHL, and uh, this year did, and that's never happened. Oh no, in the history it, of this town. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, the last time it happened in the league was like the 74, 75 Montreal yeah, and, Canadiens. And yeah, and in D.C. it's not happened. Yeah. I mean, I guess in the full season, the Redskins in 82 were 8-1 and one and then uh, went 14-2 and two the next year. But again, it's um, this team, if they win, will be one of the all-time greats. Not only in D.C. sports history, but you really have to put them up there with all-time great NHL teams considering the uh, era they're playing in uh, against the competition, the parody, uh, everything. This isn't, you know, the Canadians in the 70s had to beat like, you know, half the teams in the league were miserable and there are only 16 teams then. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's the, So some of these great teams and the rules were different. You know, Wayne Gretzky wasn't getting clutched every time uh, with those Edmonton Oilers teams. So I think you're, if they make it all the way, you're, you're really going to have to consider this one of the all-time great teams. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, that was kind of the last question. I mean, I guess you just wanted to make that point. I I, I feel okay with that. Um, it's just DC sports need the bone here, man. I mean, that we do, especially and with what happened with the Nationals last fall. It, that was just kind of. It has to take. It has to take someone on this team being an alpha and saying we're not going to lose. Yeah, like th- that's simple. We're not going to lose. Like we're going to win. Yeah, like, we're we're not going to lose to anybody. So, um, do you I, think they? Br- do you think the Cavs bring in the '91 Redskins team pregame to give them a talk? Like, maybe would you use that as a strategy? No, no, them? I don't even think the guys know who they are. Uh, to be perfectly honest, I mean, twenty-five um, years. I mean, it's a long time, but I mean, it's a, it's that, a, to celebrate yeah, a team, I, the last team that won a major championship. Yeah, I just, I just don't know. I think you, uh, you don't try to. I don't think this is a team that you play. You know, you do any of those gimmicks with. You just, um, well, I mean, you just go. You know, back you in the day, go. Gibbs, you know, and Bugle would like have motivation techniques. You know, like newspaper clippings and. Sure. I I think there's motivational techniques, but I also think this team is just ready. Like if they're if they need motivational techniques or you know anything kind of silly, I mean you do things to um, break up the monotony, sure. But yeah, this this team's ready. They have the experience. They have the motivation. They got a decade of playoff pain. Uh, they watched their rival again go through them to win a cup final. Uh, this is it. Like, if, if that's not enough, then nothing will get you any more motivated. All right. Well, uh, thanks for uh, joining the podcast. Uh, you know, I love you. I, I, I love, uh, I, I like to be uh, a friend of the pod. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, you know, we can have you on again, maybe for a Stanley Cup or Eastern Conference Final Preview. Uh, maybe round two, uh, we'll have to see about that. We should uh, we should do it live before game one of the Stanley Cup Finals. <laughs> right outside Verizon Center. That'd be kind of, yeah, that'd be kind of crazy. Um, that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. So. Something, yeah. to, something to keep in mind. So, yeah, yeah man, let's uh, let's have some fun, enjoy it, and uh, yeah, let's uh, let's believe in this team. It'll be uh, it'll be uh, a good run here. I feel. Okay. All right. Let's go, Caps. Uh, 
let's see uh, what happens uh, starting tomorrow. Or, yeah, I guess when this is posted, it'll be Thursday. But, you know, it's going to be a pretty crazy atmosphere. Matter so. well, man. Yeah. Look forward to it. All right. Thanks again. Thank you, Robin.